Welcome back to another great episode of Dan on Top. I'm your host, Dan Lukowitz. Today we have with us Tim Vest, the owner of Harvest Properties Group. Tim, how you doing? Doing well. How are you doing, Dan? I'm doing great, and the cool thing is you actually exist in real life because I'm so used to seeing you on LinkedIn, the profile picture. You're everywhere, liking, commenting, subscribing, favoriting, sharing, and now here you are on the Dan on Top show. So thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate it. Yeah, no, I appreciate the uh, opportunity to be on, and uh, yeah, I do actually exist. You know, I'm not some uh, just some random bot doing things on LinkedIn. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair, and I'm I'm not going to try to do uh, forex trading or crypto. So uh, for for you right now, I, I seem to be getting a lot of that lately. Yeah, Great Zach gives stuff. me a hard time about that because he always says like, if anybody, if anybody wants to talk crypto or forex, get in touch with Dan and. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is what it is. There, there are bots out there, but like anything, there's good and there's bad, and you just got to use that sieve, right, to, to filter out the bad and take the good and then refine it. Which brings me to my next point. You're a guest on the show, right? And we've got some great things to talk about. But before that, I want to talk about you. I want to know who you are. So tell our viewers, who is Tim Vest? Yeah, so uh, you know, I'm not horribly complex. I'm just uh, basically just a North Carolina guy. Uh, grew up in the Carolinas. I've uh, been here my whole life, and uh, you know, have been uh, have been in the IT world for quite some time. Uh, started uh, working in IT around 1998 uh, after graduating college, and um, and then uh, somewhere around 2006, met a couple of guys who turned me onto this real estate thing. And uh, started working with them on uh, land development around 2006, and uh, and uh, that went extremely, extremely well till about 2008, 2009. There was this little thing that happened in the economy, <laughs> and uh, land development became not such a good place to be. Unless you were tearing um, down foreclosures, right? <laughs> yeah, and I was not. I was on the wrong side of 2008. Ooh. I fully admit that. Um, so 2008, 2009 hurt quite a bit. Uh, around 2011, kind of started to pick things back up a bit in the fix and flip game, uh, single family rentals. And uh, then around 2018, decided I wanted to make a shift and uh, started uh, looking at different spots, uh, looked at flex industrial storage, uh, multifamily, and then and decided to kind of take what I'd learned in single family and try to transition that into the multifamily space. And then, you know, here I am. So basically tech guy, real estate guy, and married, uh, happily married with a great 13-year-old daughter. Very nice. Well, that's a lot of similarities. Former tech guy, right? Amazon business development executive in the real estate industry, broker, married, four kids. One of them is 12 and she's a girl, but very similar. Um, thankfully, I was not invested in the great mm. recession, whatever you want to call it. And yeah. um, just full disclosure, I am very much a fan of being invested in the market at certain times and completely divested at the other, both equities and real estate. Because I look at things, let's say, let's talk real estate. I'm sure you can you can relate. I look at things as you've got a bunch of different plays. There's always plays. We're going to talk about plays in a minute, but there's appreciation plays, there's value add plays, there's just cash flow plays, right? And right now, uh, we talked a lot a little bit about this on the last episode, but um, you know, right now I think that uh, in many markets there's opportunity for massive flipping and appreciation, and in many situations there's opportunities for massive cash flow. And it really is deal specific. So I never look in and say I'm this type of investor. You know what kind of investor right. I am? I am a, an investor that wants to increase his net worth. 
So I'm whether it's increasing on the buy, whether it's increasing through appreciation, whether it's increasing through cash flow, or all of the above, it depends on the deal. The bottom line for me is, as they say in Detroit or in the hood, if it don't make dollars, it don't make sense. Yeah. So no, listen, I, I I completely appreciate that. You know, I love the multiple strategies. I think I just talked about this the other day on LinkedIn. Actually, um, you know, I, I'm I'm not a one I'm not a one shot either. You know, I, I, I do things for equity. I do things for cash flow. And sometimes I sit on the sidelines and just kind of watch. There you go. There you go. So, you know, I'd like to hear a little bit about your transition from maybe the corporate America to the real estate and how you did that, what it was like, what kind of advice you have. And then I'm just fortunate. I'm warning you. I'm going to hijack your episode. OK, so so pretty soon we have a huge surprise coming. But go ahead. Okay. Well, hey, in full disclosure, I'm still making that transition. The transition okay. is going to the transition is going to come to a conclusion. You know, uh, and I'll, I'll say this. I'll say this, and hope my employer isn't you know on the on the line as well. I hope your employer uh, is watching, and that we have a huge audience. Just saying. <laughs> uh, so uh, transitions uh, probably going to come to a full <laughs> and utter end here at the end of uh, 2021. Awesome. Uh, been making been making the transition for a couple years now. Uh, Good. But the way that has happened was, uh, you know, a, f- uh, a, a full and utter focus on, honestly, cash flow. Um, so, like you said, I focus on things that create my wealth, create, uh, who increase my net worth in multiple ways. But in terms of leaving the corporate world, because of what we're so focused on in the corporate world is, you know, how do we eat? How does my daughter eat? How do I pay the mortgage? You know, a lot of what I've been focused on over the last couple of years has been, has been cash flow. Um, that has been a very strong focus. But then I also use that cash flow to create more cash flow and also to create equity. Um, so okay. talk to us about that flow. specifically. Yeah, which piece? The creating. But you mentioned that you're using. Flow? Yeah, you're using cash flow to create equity and thereby creating more cash flow. Yeah, so it's kind of that whole. It's kind of the same principle of. Uh, yeah, um, you know, if I take if I take some of my salary and I stick some of it in savings or I invest some of it in the stock market and I live off of a little bit. So, Hey, you know, when I get a deal that produces say a thousand dollars a month, you know, I'll take 500 and live off the 500. I'll take another 500 and reinvest it in something that Mm -hmm. has a more, has a bigger equity play, a bigger back end. Um, so not necessarily creating cash flow off that additional 500, but looking at something that says, Hey, in five years, it's going to pay me this. That's great. And I'll go focus on that. So, you know, it's it's using cash flow not just to help me live, but also using cash flow for the long term play as well. And that's a great strategy, right? Because it's about it's about the now until you no longer need it to be about the now. But even when it's about right. the now, you have to be thinking about the tomorrow, right? And one of the interesting things I was thinking about is that what you're talking about about with investing in all these different plays. What I've realized is that it doesn't just limit itself to real estate, right? There's value add and there's there's appreciation and there's cash flow with businesses too, right? And in some cases, investing in a business is also a great investment. In some cases, you invest in the real estate. In some cases, you invest in the business and then you do a sale lease back and lease back the real estate. In some cases, you might uh, you know buy A shares or B shares or you might put money in the equities markets. You might take money out of your commission check and put 85% of it away into another you know, asset, whether it's real estate or, or some type of commodity or metal or something like that. There's so many ways to skin the cat, so many ways to cut the pie, so many ways to do so many different types of deals. And this right now is going to be a great way to transition to our surprise, Tim. All right. Can't wait. Have you heard of a young lady? She resides a lot of time in Seattle. She also comes to Detroit. I, I always mispronounce her name, so correct me. Maybe you, you probably know her better than I do, but Leica 
Davtha? Do you know her? No, actually, I don't. I don't, I don't believe that. I don't believe that. I don't. You really don't know her? Uh, she knows you. Uh oh. She knows you, and not only does she know you, but she's live in the studio here in Detroit on the Dan on Top Show. Leka, how you doing? I'm doing good, and way to put Tim on the spot. I think we're putting you on the spot now. And you're putting me on the spot. Tim, I um, love that you connect with my content on LinkedIn. You probably forgot, but I love that you connect and you like all my posts. So I'm just here to say thank you. Hey, I here. So here, here, here's the thing. Like, I am awful at pronouncing. So what I'm probably doing is missing the spelling of it. Like, if I saw the spelling, I bet you I'd know exactly. If you saw the profile picture, which you see here, but if you saw <laughs> and next yeah. to her name on the bottom of the screen, if you saw her name, then you would also know who she is. So look, you guys, it's it's funny because I didn't plan this, and Leiko was was on a previous episode, and she's gonna be on the next episode. Just a little foreshadow. Um, but she's in the studio, and I said, listen. Let's let's talk to Tim because you guys are so different but so similar. So, Leka, do you have questions for Tim? Tim, do you have questions for Leka? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Tim, I love that you came back from a hard punch at the uh, you know during the recession. I was fortunate enough to start my investing career way after the reception a recession, like while it was on the high. Um, so, what what did that feel like, and and what made you come back to it after <laughs> taking that gut punch? Yeah. So, uh, what did it feel like? I'll answer that one first. Um, I'll be quite honest; it sucked. Um, <laughs> it, uh, it did not feel good because, because I'll tell you, like my, my, my buddies and I started with, you know, I think we started with like 150,000 and we turned that we, we 10 or 15 X that inside of like wow. 24 months. Wow. And then we immediately, then we immediately lost every bit of it and some. Oh no. Within six months. And we were, and we were dealing with banks at that point on loans. Um, so it was rough. It was really, really rough to see, you know, everything that was just shooting for the stars just completely come crashing down. But it was an incredible lesson. Um, mm-hmm. And that's part of what that's, that's, that's part of what brought me back was I learned a big lesson from that. And I was like, man, this real estate thing is really, really powerful. Yeah. Yeah. But you've got to be smart. You can't just go all in all the time and never go into anything without multiple exit strategies. That's, that's, that's for one sure. of the right. reasons. Yeah, that's one of the reasons it's always risk reward, right? And that's one of the reasons yeah. this worked so well so quickly was the risk was amazing. I mean, it was it was through the roof. And yeah. then then I got caught by the risk. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, hey, scale the risk back a little bit. Make sure you got three or four exit strategies and then go at it. And real estate still, even in that scenario, still produces really, really well. And and so, you know, that's that's kind of what made me come back to it. And, and then I also knew I, I've always had a passion for for real estate and, and get, you know, getting my hands into that kind of thing. And and I also knew that I did not want to stay, you know, kind of beholden to a W2 world forever. Right. Um, so I, I've always seen it as a way to kind of transition and exit out of that. Um, you know, and my plan has always been, hey, by 50 years old, want to be kind of like doing stuff for me and not for you know a big corporation and you know i'm on track for that so awesome well good luck with that transition i mean that's a lot of people on the show myself included have had that that experience i think what's so important tim i just unsolicited advice i don't usually give unsolicited advice but do exactly what you're doing okay which is networking with other people who 
were where you were in the corporate exit strategy. And if you're going to get advice from people, and this is for anybody watching this, if you're watching the show and you're thinking about freeing yourself from the W-2, you know, hashtag free yourself from the W-2, then I think it's very important to network with other people who have done so, right? Because if you're going to talk to people who are at their W-2 and, and they never exited and never became entrepreneurs themselves and work for themselves, what do you think they're going to say? They're going to say, at least in their head, they're going to say, I'm going to tell this guy or gal to keep doing what they're doing because it threat mm -hmm. threatens me. But if you're going to talk to a Laco, you're going to talk to a Dan, right? You're going to talk to, I don't know, Brian Briscoe, who's making that transition, um, Zach Racinger, uh, probably Paul Benzman. I mean, the list goes on and on. If you're going to talk to any of those people, you know what they're going to do? They're going to say exactly what I'm about to say to you, which is, Tim Vest, how can we help you? How can we add value to you and your transition and your journey? Yeah, so for me, the, the biggest the biggest uh, way is always be willing to, to kind of stand there and be be a mentor to, to answer questions, you know, share your experiences. Because that's, that's been the biggest piece for me that, is, that has helped is, one of the awesome things about this kind of real estate space is very rarely do I run into anybody who doesn't want to talk about what they've done, um, you know, good or bad. Uh, but people <laughs> want to share. They want to they want to share their what they what they've learned. And, and that's one of the that's one of the biggest things that have helped me scale, um, you know, and, and to help me actually get ahead of that 50 year goal. Right. Is, hey, you know, here's something I did that um, that 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 helped me build faster. And, you know, one of, one of the biggest lessons I learned very early on was, Hey, in the single family in the fix and flip game, uh, you know, a lot of times you tend to do that by yourself. Sometimes there's a partner or two involved, but when I got into the multifamily space, one of the very first things, um, that one of the, one of the guys I talked to said to me was figure out what part of that syndication deal or the multifamily space that you like to do focus on that and then go find other people to partner with to take care right. of the other pieces. That's exactly and, right. You know, so and, true. And, and you know, and and one of the things he said was, "Hey, would you rather have twenty percent of a hundred million dollar portfolio or seventy percent of a ten million dollar portfolio? Which would you rather have?" And I'm like, "Yeah, that's fair, you know." And I'll take the twenty percent. And also, <laughs> by the way, in that twenty percent scenario, I'm probably doing less work. That's right. Um, and you're right. working with great yeah, people, so, so more yep. deals are going to come about. So yeah, true. So so the, back to the answer to the question is, you know, just really just always be there to kind of help the next person coming up. Awesome. Leka, did you have any insight to add to that? No, I love what you say. I mean, I'm all about the who, not how. Um, it's, you know, I have outsourced my way through this business, and that's what's helped me succeed mm. and do more with less. I am such a busy person. I have like a 100 things that I'm doing at any given time that I can't really be good at everything that I need to be good at. And so it's outsourcing, leveraging other people's skills that really has helped my success and in turn also just helping build that network for myself. Awesome. I love it. I think that's that's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, I was actually having a conversation last night with my wife. Uh, she's a financial advisor and she has, you know, we talk a lot about real estate and finance and yeah. all that cool stuff, which I love. Um, and we were talking about different types of teams, right? We we're talking about a team maybe that is, is a limited team, only has a few players on it, and maybe has a limiting mentality, right? Maybe people are scared to get about getting fired. Maybe people are afraid to let mm -hmm. go of responsibilities. And then you've got that team that's massive, right? And that's got that attitude of abundance and that, right. that delegation and that person who's saying, I'm not balancing my books, right? I'm not, you know building my database yeah. my accountant is doing that my my databasing team is doing that my admin is doing that just like they're not brokering the deals right, right. because i shine at what i do they shine at what they do you shine at what you do you shine at what you do tim and, and we, we work together 
to stay in our lane and to essentially um, be what we are going to be best and be with other people who shine in their right. respective elements. Love it. Yeah, so so this is cool. Lake is in from Seattle here in Detroit looking at some of her deals. I don't know, Tim, you probably want to take advantage of this because Lake has got experience in literally two different sides of the country. Maybe the world. I don't even know. But <laughs> we're exposing that right now. She's she's opening up and letting the world know what she's doing. So, Lake, maybe do you want to share some advice with Tim? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I can share advice because Tim seems to be doing great. Um, all I can say is just continue to crush it. You came you came from a place that not many people can come back from. And so, you know, spread that message of around and and you're absolutely right the more people that you help there's so much good karma from that yes and um the more people will in turn help you and help you succeed so love what you're doing tim and i hope i hope now you recognize me and remember me and and i'll see you on linkedin sometime yeah no i do And, and your message is definitely ringing some bells with me um for sure um you know i i think that's one of the things that you kind of pitch quite a bit right um, and, mm-hmm. and it's an, and it's a great message, and and and, I, and I'm completely on board with that. I, like one of the biggest things I, I like I want to do as I go is I, I want to find people who are starting out as well, and you know share share what I have, what I know. You know, like for instance, right now, um, my nephew who's 19 years old is working with me during the summer because he's really interested in just alternative investing methods, right? Everybody thinks the stock market, he's interested in some other things. He wants to think outside that box and he's doing some things with me. And, you know, I'm really looking forward to getting in there and kind of showing him, Hey, what questions do you have? What can I answer for you? And then I'm really looking to see what he can teach me. Like what questions is he going to have that I just haven't even thought of? Right. There you go. To go out and find an answer to that. Right. Well, yeah, we're going to end real quick here because we're out of time. But we're going to end it with a quick okay. story, okay? So once upon a time, it was March of 2020. Ooh, tough time, right? Closing deals, selling shopping centers all over the country, and things are just hitting the fan. We don't know what's going to happen. Get a tire store listing in Miami, pivoting out of multi-fam, a multi-tenant, right? Because that market is just doesn't know what's going to happen. We don't know as brokers if we're going to have a job anymore. I talked to so many people who said, Dan... I'm going to write off the whole rest of the year. I'm going to put my head in the sand, take my feet off the gas, put them on the brake, relax, and see what happens when 2021 comes around. When I heard that, you know what I did? I pivoted. I took that foot. When everybody else is taking that foot and put it on the brake, I took both feet off and put them on the gas, okay? And that's what you got to do. Whenever there's difficulty, whenever it's time to pivot, keep going, keep striving, keep thriving, keep watching this great show that is Dan on top. I'm your host, Dan Lukowitz. We got Laco, we got Tim. Thank you all so much. We'll see all you soon.